It is coming up for eight minutes after two o'clock on this Friday afternoon. We're finally, we made it to the end of this week, people. We made it to the end of this week. I'm Yubeka Rangupa in for Rila Bukhile Mabocha uh, this afternoon. And it's time now for the upside of failure. And we are blessed with the presence of the beautiful Joanne Renica, a legendary actress, MC, voiceover artist, and SAFTA award winner. And she's going to be telling us all about her challenges that she faces that she faced and i'm sure there's some that she continues to face in this business it's never easy you can never say that everything's okay uh, every day is an adventure so let me let joanne say hi first and then we'll we'll go on to your story and your failures and your lessons hi beautiful joanne hello hi to all the 702 listeners yes and if you're a fan and or if you've worked to joanne and you want to dish some dirt on her <laughs> you can call us at 011 883 or WhatsApp or voice note us at 072-702-1702 or SMS us on 31702. Let's just give you a little bit of background here. Um, and you might uh, have seen Joanne embody the career woman and single mom that is Black Taxes Tuli Dlamini and the poised businesswoman Luandle on the estate. She's also best known for her role as Pearl on the SABC2 SAFTA-nominated soap opera Mubango that she joined in 2009. She's currently starring in the new Mzanzi magic telenovela Champions, and that is Monday to Friday on Mzanzi Magic at 7 in the evening. And then follow Sne Modise, that's who Joanne plays, as she challenges gender norms and leads her family's soccer club, Soshanguve Giants FC, in the gripping telenovela. And she managed being a mother and actress, finding a balance for it. And in 2018, she won Best Actress in a Drama category at the Saftas for her role in Broken Vow. So much to talk about. Wow, so much that you've achieved. Wow. And what more? What more do you want us to know about Joanne? <laughs> it's so weird hearing all of those, I don't know, accolades, I guess, to hear them back. Because to you, it just feels like job after job. But I guess to those watching, it's person after person, yeah. character after character. And I didn't even give all of them. It's I mean, not there's even. so many more. I mean, the CV is so long. You were somebody, you know, you were in Side Dish. You, were, you, were, you played Tandy, the adopted daughter in, in Broken Vows. Um, you, uh, and then you left Isidingo in 2019 and came back in November the same year, shortly before the show was cancelled by the channel. I'm sure that was a moment for many people. There oh. were tears all over the country. Oh. 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 So let's start with where you were born. You're a Farinachan girl. I am. Yes, they make pretty girls in Farinachan, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, born to a, a black Zulu mother and a white father. Yes. And I'm going to guess that that in itself already was a challenge for you. It must have come with certain challenges at the time. Like, where do you belong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm very blessed in the, in the way I was created, I guess. Uh, I suffer from oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Badly, badly. It takes me years and, and a lot of time to realize how hard things were. But in the current moment, I, I just live and you never see it or feel it as toughness. But yeah, my black mom decided to marry a white man back in those days. A white man. A white man. <laughs> and his name is Johan Renica. I'm named after him, Joanne Renica. Uh -huh. um, my mom, Dom Futi, then relocated with her three black kids. When they met, she had three. He mm. had three white kids. And then they had me, the one and only mixed race in both families. Uh, I believe we lived with my father 
as a happy family till I was five in Ferenaching. Mm-hmm. And then family politics forced my mom. They didn't divorce. So that's why my mom is still Mrs. Renika. Uh-huh. And I'm still called by his name. They just separated. Yeah. She just took her kids and went to KZN. So that's where I was raised. And I feel like I'm a, I'm a KZN girl through and through. Yeah. I, I could get lost in Ferenaching. I was yeah. five years old when I left there. <laughs> well, there's not much to see there from what I understand. I mean, you can just walk it all in like one square and then Nothing's you're done. Changed. So, so where did acting feature in all of this? I mean, of course, it sounds like it was a little bit of drama in the beginning of your childhood already. So you were made for drama. You were the best of both worlds there, from what I can see. Where did the acting bug come? When did it bite? To be honest, in grade eight, I think it would have bit sooner had we had uh, the subject drama in primary school. But I went to um, a, a small primary school that didn't have drama as a subject. But when I got to grade eight and I was introduced to drama and I was so blessed to have the best drama teacher, Miss Holness mm-hmm. from Russell High. She just makes you fall in love with the subject. Whether or not you want to pursue it, you will fall in love while in her class. And the subject just seemed to make sense to me. You see how math to me seems hard but for <gasps> mathematicians it's like no i see it in colors and i can breathe the numbers 19 <laughs> percent in grade 11 one nine you did in my than me. 19 <laughs> <laughs> so let's not even talk about that's why we do what we do right basically that's, i mean who need if, if i knew i didn't need maths and i was going to be doing this for i would have really walked out of the class <laughs> So you so you you love drama. You, yeah. you you did obviously did it throughout high school. Yes, I did. I studied it from grade eight to matric, and it just made sense to me. I haven't forgotten a single thing I've learned in the subject, uh, theory and practical. Mm. Which I'm not a theory girl. I'm very much a practical mm. girl. Um, but since she made me fall in love with telling people stories, it just felt like my goodness, this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then watching Brooke Logan. Oh, Brooke Logan. Do the little chin shiver. Uh, yes. I was yes. like, I want to do that one day. With so many men. <laughs> With at least half of them. Not, in, on, not all in one family, I no, hope. Please, dear, please, no, please. No, not the father and the son. <laughs> and the son-in-law and whoever else was in, in, in the whole thing. Yeah. So were you always the leading lady uh, in those productions, in those school productions? I casted myself as oh, the okay. <laughs> Uh, I was a Sunday school baby. My mom is a preacher in church. Uh, so I had to be uh, in attendance in Sunday school and know all the answers. Mm-hmm. But once a year, we'd get to do the Jesus and Mary story. Uh-huh. And of course, I was always married. Of course, of course you always married. <laughs> Gave myself the best part. I rewrote <laughs> the part for it to make sense to, you know, the times that yeah. we were living in. Yeah. Uh, but when I started in the industry, funny enough, that's when I, I wasn't the lead. And I, feel, I felt like I had to pay my dues. And I'm grateful that I started where I started because I got, I got to watch great people, great actresses like Cindy Latu. Mm. And I just copied her and I just saw how she spoke to everyone, the extra, the guy working behind the camera, mm-hmm. to the director. She speaks with the same amount of respect yes. to everyone. And I just thought that's, that's exactly who I want to be in this industry. Absolutely. And playing a smaller part allowed me to actually just sit and watch her. Yeah. Which I think I wouldn't have been able to do if I was a lead. I would have been so full of my own self. I was not going to be able to take what's happening around me. So, like, I steal from Cindy Latu. I hope you know that, mommy. <laughs> I steal everything. Behavior, the way she plays her parts, everything. And that's so important, uh, what you're saying, Joanne, is, is because it takes an entire... It's not just the actress and the camera or the actor and the camera. It takes everybody behind the scenes and they can make or break you, which is what we have to learn in this industry. Even here, it takes everyone Mm. and no one is lesser Mm. because without one of those people, that production could could crumble. And that guy behind the camera might start his own production one day. He's not Mm. going to end behind that camera. And so one day you walk into an audition room and it's him behind that table. And now what? 
Absolutely. you never saw him. Yeah. yeah, Beautiful, wise and kind. What more could anyone ask for? <laughs> so that large, that first role was Mubango, yes? Yes, it was. And, big, big one. And, and how did you feel when you were told, I mean, that, that you, you had a part there? It's a crazy story, actually, because I, I met Baban Dumanlovu when I was still studying in college in Durban. Luckily, our college is right next door to the Playhouse. So we mm. got to hear about auditions first. And they were looking for singers for The Lion King. I went and I auditioned. I was horrible. Um, <laughs> grown enough to say I was bad. But he saw something in me. And I don't know how he saw it through all that bad acting. But he said, next year we're going to be casting for a receptionist at Mubango. Don't call us. We'll call you. Oh. I could have sworn. I was like, you probably said this to 10 other girls. Yeah. I'm going to go home and live my life. Eight months later, true to his word, Dumandlovu called me. And wow. he says, I think it was a Friday. And he said, Monday we're auditioning. Please be in Joburg. Yeah. Now, I grew up vo very poor. So for us to just go to Joburg is not easy. Yeah. So my mom had to call everyone she knows just to put together money to buy a bus ticket to bring me here. Mm. I got here Monday morning. I auditioned at... Um, SABC, I got the job and I was supposed to start now living in Joburg. My mom happened to find me a cousin I'd never heard of. He was nice enough to come. <laughs> those come in me handy, up. those cousins hey, you never heard of. Listen, <laughs> we bonded real quick with my cousin. He allowed me to stay at his apartment and I started acting at Mobango while living with him. He yeah. is such a savior. It's such an amazing start. I mean, it, it sounds like, yes, of course, like we said, you had that little bit of, you know, childhood sort of moving around and all of that. But it sounds like, it sounds like success all the way so I'm wondering what could possibly have been your first idea of failure what do you consider your first failure let's see what would I consider my first failure I think the inability to try new things is actually my biggest failure because in the things that I've chosen to do I've chosen to do them because I know I'm good at them mm. and I won't fail at them mm. so I had to let that go and mm. and and I was I was terrified of fear I think I still am in many ways and I'm trying to unlearn that it's it, you, it doesn't kill you is that fear of the unknown yes and the fear of sucking at something <laughs> which is ridiculous yeah, trying you failing. have to yeah. suck first in order to <laughs> is literally how we become humans yes, you know you yes. suck and then you crawl and then you walk uh, so I, I just, I had to get over it and try, so driving, I was yeah. terrified of driving. Yeah. I would look at the taxi drivers as I'd sit in the front seat. I'm like, oh my gosh, he, how does he know? It's so many things, <laughs> three pedals and a gear. So I'm like, okay, I'm never going to do this. And a spanner that was and, supposed to be an indicator. And this gear, this I mean, way. <laughs> if that was your first reference for driving, no wonder you were terrified. Okay. That makes complete sense. I was. And yeah. these men are driving with one hand. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to do this. And then when I finally allowed myself to learn how to drive it was ridiculously easy i was ashamed that i had been scared of such an easy task had i just forced myself to try it i would have found out it was easy a long time ago yeah but i lived i let myself live in this space of fear no it's difficult no there's too many gears yeah. it's really easy well, and you know we have automatic now right you know what I mean? And I'm still a manual girl forever. I am proud to be a manual girl. I learned that thing so hard. But it's, it's like with everything else in life, you're scared because you think it's going to be hard. Mm. Once mm. you're in it, you realize I wasted so much time. And, 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 and do you have some regrets that there are some things that you didn't try because of that fear? Absolutely. What didn't you try, if you, if, if, if you can think of any? I did not. Okay, pursue. apart from the driving. <laughs> I didn't pursue businesses. I didn't pursue the business side of world, the mm. technical side of world, because mm. I found myself, I'm a practical thinker. I am an actor and we're not good at numbers and you're, we're not good at uh, businesses and negotiating. We get emotional mm. and I let myself believe all those things to be true. Also to kind of justify why I'm not doing the things. Yeah. 
it's a matter of jumping into the deep end. You find that like, because you don't want to die, you're going to float. Yeah. Somehow that, you'll make it. That resonates with me. That, that really does. Because I, I'm, I'm the same way. You, you'd rather not try than try and fail. Do you know what I mean? And you could then, absolutely surprise then yourself. Then you're bad at that yeah. thing. Then like in your head, because you know, we've got that Satan that lives inside <laughs> of us who's always fighting with the godly voice. And like, you're bad. You're good. You're bad. And sometimes I think I let that loud, the, the bad one, get louder. Yeah. And yeah. quiet the other one. But you overcame that fear? I overcame it. I think becoming a mom really helped me. Oh, yes. You're a mom of two, yeah? Yes, a I'm mom a of mom two. of two. A biggest, girl and a boy. biggest role of your life, I yes. can imagine. Favorite role of Favorite, my life. Yeah. I, I've got the most wonderful kids. I've wonderful. been so blessed. They're great human beings. Uh, but becoming their mom, you really can't care what other people think. Now yes. you're somebody's mom. Yes. Like, and your kids need you to do it. And I've never been more independent, more take charge, more fearless yeah. than when I became their mom. Because yeah. I don't know, almost something inside me was doing it for them. Yeah. And I could overlook my own fears and yeah. do it for the kids. Yeah. Even if you're scared, do it. They're the catalyst. They really were they, for me. Yeah. They've made me into the giant I am today. And watching them grow up and raising them every day and seeing them tackle new challenges. It's a new year, a new grade, new school, new friends. My kids are head first. Yeah. And I have to lead by example. Absolutely. And how old are they? Ten and eight. Okay, ten and eight. Okay, ten so a little younger than mine. But yes. <laughs> Where are you? The best years, uh, almost 15 and 12. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so yes, the, be One day. the best role of your life is yet to come. So your lessons learned from that. The lessons learned from from not doing something because of that fear of failure mm. you've overcome it i have yeah thankfully it's uh trusting in whatever you call your higher power also and, mm. and understanding that he would not bring you here just to do par bare minimum he he has greatness or it has greatness written for all of us and it can't find you in bed under the duvet. No, it has to no. meet you halfway somewhere, which means you have to get out of the house, which means you have to do the thing you're uncomfortable with and trust and believe if you're playing your part, it and he will play his part. That, like letting go of that fight. Mm. And like, it's not my job to fight, actually. My job is to live. I love that. And I think this is a good time for us to play one of your songs. You've given us a list. Which one? Uh, yes, which one? Okay, which one are we going to play? Uh, you sent us a list. Uh, we'll, we'll let Abel choose. Abel, choose a song. You've got, you've got a choice. We'll, it's because it's Friday and it's payday. You can choose a song. Friday vibes, Friday vibes. Yo. Thanks to our special guest, Joanne Renica, here on the Upside of Failure. <laughs> Glenn Jones, all for you. Tell us why you chose that song. What does it mean for you? Because you, you were jamming to this one. You're you were welcome, in a place. Everyone. It took you to a place. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it is such a delicious song. It is. And, and I feel like musically, I was born in the wrong era. All the, all the old music that all our parents got to enjoy. Mm. The boys spoke so sweetly to the females. <laughs> Promised you the heavens and the <laughs> earths. Today we're getting called out our names. We're barely women. So yeah, yeah. the old, the older the better for me music. That's a beautiful song. I must say it's the first time I've heard it. <gasps> but, and it's absolutely, it had very uh, Luther Vandross vibes yes, there for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? I think Luther was inspired by Glenn. So was this something you grew up listening to? Yes. Or does it have a special meaning? Do you think of someone special? I don't. <laughs> but my, it's a gassy thing, I think, where when your mom cleans, she blasts old yes. R&B jams, okay. soul music, The Temptations. So, And also, uh, my mom had me when she was quite old, which mm. is why I wanted to have kids super young. Because okay. I needed to relate to my kids. You needed the energy, man. I just oh. also just to relate. Like, yeah. my mom was talking about my future and I was five. 
And I'm like, I don't know what, but it's a future mom. How do you spell future mom? You know what I mean? Like, what do you want for your life? I'm like, I'm seven. I just wanted to steal the sugar. Well, look at you now. She must be so proud. She really is. Yeah. She really is. Um, unfortunately, my mom has buried all her other kids. Oh. I am her last oh. kid standing. I'm sorry to she, hear that. Thank oh. you. Growing up, she'd always say, you're my last hope. You're my last hope. So... I guess I really am. You really are. I you really absolutely really am. And I, I've got some comments coming through for you, so I'm just going to read them just to make you glow even more than what <laughs> you're glowing today, how you're glowing today. And it's from, um, let me just get the entire message here. And this is Ntando from Alberton who says, Hi, Joanne, loved your role on Black Tax. Big up to Menzi, very funny guy. Yes. Uh, being a firstborn and still supporting my mother, I could relate to the show. How important uh, was it to perform that role? Oh, okay. Mm. Let, let Ntando ask the question. Yes. What a great question, yeah. Ntando. Thank you. A lot of us, a lot of us um, curse breakers can relate with Thule. Because you are the most successful in your family, but you're also the sacrificial lamb. You are the one that's going to break generational uh, poverty curses. Mm. You're going to change how people think. You're not the generation that sweeps things under the rug. And because you're that kid in that position, mm. you're sent to the slaughter. But everyone that comes after you will have it so much easier than you. So playing Tuli, I'm, I was playing myself. I was mm. playing many yeah. girls that are, I know currently who are supporting their whole families. Uh, and yeah, the black tax thing was a uh, very touchy for South Africans when we yes. when we launched it because yeah. people thought we were being disrespectful or that it's a negative turn. I think it's a, a term of pride. Black tax, you get to pay back the tax to those that funded you pay your, your dues. whole life. Pay yes. your dues. And it's a pleasure. Okay, so let's say hello to Jojo. I'm being told. Let's say hello Lansing. to Jojo. Yeah, yeah, Jojo. Say hello to Jojo. Is that a voice note that we have there? Oh, they're calling you Jojo. So somebody yes. says, okay. I was like, they call me Jojo. They call you Jojo. Yes. So uh, is that a voice note? Maybe we someone have? that knows yeah. me. Hi, you Vecca, please. Is that all we have? You can't. Okay. Hi, you Vecca, please say hello to Jojo. It's Mpo. She remembers me from FNB. She's such a lovely human being. Oh, so blessed. She is awesome, man. I just oh, love buddy. her acting. I love her even when I see her in public. She's always friendly, loving polite easy going she's just a wonderful human being just say hello wow. to mpo i'll see her around in our neighborhood she knows <laughs> okay well mpo you just said it yourself so i don't have to say hello to jojo jojo but hello from Mpo. what up my boy thank you so much i appreciate the kind words thank you absolutely and uh, a couple more before we head to uh, headlines and then pick up with you after that please tell joanne renika she's my favorite actress that's from michael Longwane, and so beautiful i love her to bits she's one of a kind a fan in soweto and uh, you have so many fans and absolutely true everything they're saying about you i'm sitting uh, across from you um and the energy i feel and the beauty that i see and the kindness and the humility as well you know uh, I, i'm picking up on it uh, i don't watch a lot of tv but i've caught bits and pieces so absolutely <laughs> i mean you know your fans speak for themselves so we're going to be back with joanne renica on the upside of failure we've got more songs that she's chosen for us but for now let's find out what's happening in the eyewitness news headline 702 the upside of failure proof that a set back can lead to a step forward.
See, I should have given my guest that for that one to read because she's got such an amazing voice. <laughs> <laughs> it is the upside of failure. I'm Yveka mm-hmm. Rangapa in for Ella Bakhilima Bocha this Friday afternoon. And my beautiful special guest is Joanne Renica. She, you, of course, you would know her if you are a TV watcher. She needs no introduction, but she's an actress, MC, voiceover artist, and SAFTA award winner, currently working on Mzanzi Magic telenovela Champions, uh, Joanne. And I want to know about that. Tell us, Jojo, about, <laughs> about, about Champions and, 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 and what, what, what is it doing for you? How is it challenging you, the role that you play? Because you're already challenging gender norms in this one. Yes, mm. yes. Our little infant baby. She's just two months old. Mm. We're very proud of her. Um, it is a big show about a soccer world, about a, the family that owns the soccer team and how fam- working with family and having those lines blurred, how difficult it can be. But most importantly for my character, it's about her finding acceptance and owning her space, even when she's mostly the mm. only woman in the room. Mm. Like her, she doesn't sacrifice her femininity, which I think is very important. You, I don't think you need to sink into one of the boys. No, absolutely. you should absolutely stand in your glory as a woman next to these men, and um, your voice is just as loud and as valuable. So I am the only challenging thing about playing her actually is she's young. I haven't we, played well, a young person. You're, you're young. I mean, how much younger? So how, how old? How old are you? Are As you, you, you heard, though, I'm always playing the matriarch <laughs> or like the mother of everybody or the wife of someone. I am someone's daughter here. I don't have kids. Like what? In her twenties, right? She's l- maybe oh, late twenties, early thirties. And she's youthful and naive and still like figuring out her mistakes, mm. whereas I'm on the other side. And I feel like because life was tough, I was forced to grow up a bit mm. quicker. Mm. But she doesn't have all of that. So she kind of is getting me back in touch with my youth. Very nice. Playing her. So you get to relive it a little yes, bit. Yes, I do. I That's get nice. those years back. You get those years <laughs> back. Okay. Well, our special guest, as I said, is Joanne Renica, otherwise known as Jojo. So if you want to talk to Jojo, if you've worked with Jojo, if you have a question for her, uh, please give us a call at 011-883-0702 or WhatsApp or send us a voice note if you're too shy. Uh, you can uh, get us there on 072-702-1702 or SMS us on 31702. It's your chance to actually um, chat to the wonderful, beautiful, talented, legendary Joanne Renica. And um, there's a question here for you. What do you think about sex scenes or intimate scenes if you get a role that might include that? I'm actually gung-ho. <laughs> Ooh. I'm pretty sure that's not the answer that was waited for. You mean I'll do it? <laughs> or whatever, the, whatever okay. it takes? How I was taught drama was you are borrowing someone your entire body. Mm. It can't now be she can only have my neck up She can only have my knee and ankle. She takes over your entire body. She walks different from you. She thinks different from you. So um, if there is a sex scene and luckily you have a good director who's going to shoot it in the most respectful way because you are a mom off set. Yes. But I am very comfortable with my body as imperfect as it is. I think (sighs) it is being comfortable in an imperfect body that will make the young girls who are in imperfect bodies. Understand that beauty is the confidence, actually. It's not the lack of stretch marks. It's not the lack of dimples on your bum cheek. It is the confidence mm. that you carry those dimples with. Yeah, and that's what makes you so beautiful, I think, <laughs> is, is, is all of that that comes from the inside and, and absolutely the best advice we can give to our young girls. And, and speaking of your kids, I mean, what is it that you, you teach them or what do you tell them? Because, you know, they're growing, they're going to be great at some things, not so great at other things. Mm. What do you tell them about, about failure or, or mm. not making 
making it that one time and how do you what do you say to them about don't don't let this get you down actually yes there's a time where my daughter came back from um from primary school mm. she was she was upset she says there's this girl who doesn't like me she just doesn't like mm. me and then today she told me that she doesn't like me and it made her very oh. sad and i had to ask her do you like everyone absolutely everyone in that class like are they all your favorites mm. she says no i'm like then you can't be everyone's favorite as much as you don't like everyone else everyone else is not allowed to like you but go to those that do stick to the people that god has put in your place like yeah. and it's okay it's okay so don't be mean to that girl because she doesn't like you she doesn't have to like you but you don't have to be ugly to her yeah. um when my kids have their little sibling squabbles i always like to tell them you know i can't get along for you mm-hmm. like when one day mommy's gone you are all you have of each other. So if you're not defending your sister bigger than anyone else and vice versa, you'll see life will tear you guys apart. You guys need to have this unbreakable bond together. So it's, it's watching them figure out their own relationship and they get very physical with each yes. other, but then they're the first to apologize to each other yeah. and hug it out. And like they, they're very sensitive. Like the other day, my son sneezed and my daughter didn't say bless you and he cried. So they fight. I mean, I can, they I can fight. completely relate because I said, call me when there are body parts missing and there's blood. Otherwise, I'm staying out of it. Call me when there's blood and like an arm hanging off somewhere. Then, then I'll get involved. Otherwise, sort it out yourselves. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's got All I've taught you guys yes. is how to love each other. Yeah. So this is new stuff. And they, and they, they absolutely do. They do. They'll be the first because yes. they have, they have moms like, like you and hopefully like me, you know, yeah. that, that we've taught them. We've got uh, an, another question coming through for you uh, on voice note. Let's take a listen. Hi, Jojo. I like your work. Um, I just wanted to know what made you to never give up. You know, I'm trying to start something right now and I'm, I'm hopeful that it goes well. Um, just a piece of advice. What made you never to give up? Because you're still young and you're pushing your thing and I'm so proud of you. Just... Just hook me up with some kind of a tip and yeah. Well done. Push it up, girl. Push it up. Hook me up. Khotso from Don Park. Thank you, Khotso. Thank you so much. What made me never give up? Um, I always used to say it felt like when I was born, like a bigger power than me whispered in my ear, this is not it. This is not it. Don't worry. This is not it. Mm. And that feeling burned so strong inside me, like growing up in our little RDP house at home, sometimes in uh, renting just one bedroom from a four room house or sometimes living with aunts and uncles, whoever would take us in really, um, and just struggling with my mom. I continued to be happy because it's, it's and it's unexplainable, but something inside me just kept saying this what you're seeing right now, your surroundings, the, the circumstances, the amount of money or lack of opportunities, this is not it. But this is where you need to be right now so mm. that you never forget this place. And maybe you need to last longer in this place so that because if your dream comes too soon, you're going to forget where you come from and you're going to speak badly to those that are still where you used to be. Mm. So sometimes you, you, it's God's timing. You need to stay where you are and trust that this is not it. If you want bigger, bigger will come. If you Mm. see bigger, bigger will come. Bigger belongs to you. But do not now look down on where you are right now. Right now, you are in such an important phase. You are in the failure phase as we speak. You are in your break and make phase. Like the the, the diamond is being sanded. And you're going to turn out beautifully, sir. Just um, I don't want to say don't give up. Just hold on to that feeling inside that says... Mm. 
this is what I want and you shall get it. Right thing at the right time. I always 100%. believe it comes and, and, and the lessons you learn along the way are meant to, to, to serve you mm. when that day comes. And then when you do mm. get your big thing, you realize, good Lord, I'm glad it didn't come earlier. Yeah. I'm so glad yes. I would have messed this up. I would be on, I blew it. Had it <laughs> I sucked at it, as you said in the beginning. Earlier, yes. <laughs> so um, I'm reading here that, that one, of your, one of your biggest things is that you're a people pleaser and I'm exactly the same. Used to I'm be. exactly the same. So, you know, and you consider that a failure. What yeah. happened because you were a people pleaser? What, well, why do you consider that a, a failure? Some people say, you know, it, it's, it's a good trait to have. Mm. To be a people pleaser means to lock yourself up in a box and not let yourself out. You are whoever you're speaking with. Your opinions are those of who you're speaking with. You are agreeable to everything. You, you're you scared to take a stance or to disagree because what if I lose a friend? Or what if they say I talk too much? Mm. What if they say I think I know too much? Uh, and I was that way from grade 8 to matric. The whole of high school, I just... I didn't know who I was. I had no opinions. I, if I felt something and maybe like, for instance, you could ask something like, do you like this blue, this blue mm. of the bottle? Mm. And then in my head, it says, mm -mm, I don't really like it. But then you say, yes, guess what? It's coming out of my mouth. I don't want to yes, hurt your feelings. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> See, she's means... such a, but you're such a great actress. So <laughs> then that's fine. <laughs> but that means something in the, the who that you really are is dying and is being ignored. Um, I entered our pageant in matric uh, at my chubbiest, but I felt so confident. Mm. Something had happened in my soul that said, what if you die tomorrow? Who are you going to die as? At your funeral, what will they say about mm. you? They'll only be speaking of themselves because you haven't even allowed yourself to be who you are. And then something just said like a big F, just <laughs> like F it all. Just be uh, who you yeah, are. Yeah. Be who you are. And then I did it. And I feel like the things I've attracted are things that belong to Joanne, you know, and that's why I was so adamant in raising my own kids because I want them to be reminded, little reminders of me. And I understand people are in situations where they have to let other people raise their kids. But when you can, get your mm. kid back. Let mm. your kid be a mini version of you. Mm. One day when you leave, that kid is your legacy. Mm. Those, few, those, those few days or, or months you get to spend with them, make sure that mm. they absorb you. Yes, they know yes. who you are. Pour yourself Pour into your, your kid. Sit back and watch your kid. Like, lay back on the shouting. Let's not shout like we were shouted <laughs> at. Guys, we didn't enjoy it. I can so see you absolutely. You love being a mom. You absolutely love being a mom. And it's so wonderful to see. Let's, uh, we've got one more, vo um, another voice note that's come through. Let's, uh, Let's uh, do that for Jojo. Let's play it for her. Hello, Jojo. I just want to say that I admire you. I just love you. I'm your mother as well, <clears throat> mother of three. You know, your wisdom is just beautiful and phenomenal. And I so wish that you could be on the stage. And I know, you know, with the overdoing of motivational speaking, but then really just being out there, you know, giving people hope because I can just listen to you the entire day. I just love how you speak. I just love how you articulate certain concepts in general. And your acting is good, by the way. Yeah, that's by the way. Oh, yes, and by the way. Thank you. Okay, so that's wonderful. Oh. Uh, we're going to play another one of your songs when we come back in just a moment. 
702. The upside of failure. Proof that a setback can lead to a step forward. It is 10 minutes to 3 o'clock and what fun we're having this afternoon with our special guest on the upside of failure, Joanne Renneke. And I know it's, it's, it's kind of weird to say what fun we're having on the upside of failure. Uh, Jojo, as she's now my new BFF, I'm going to call you Jojo, <laughs> yes, talking please. to us about, about just her challenges as an actress, MC, voiceover artist. She, she has been in so many productions and, and series that you would know. She's come with a list. We promised you one more song at least. And I think it is, is Evergreen. You've chosen that Ooh, one? yes, please. Before we play it very quickly, what does it mean for you? It's about appreciating and remembering those that are no longer physically with us. Okay, let's play it. Keep my soul Went down to the river where the water bends The only place I That's just that, that's, yeah, that's sadly beautiful. Yeah, ba. Yeah, she touches my soul. Sadly lady. beautiful. Who do you think of when you hear that song? Ah, uh, all three of my siblings. Oh. Uh, Are you close? I buried. Um, I was close with my older brother, but the gaps were they got bigger. Um, mm-hmm. so, um my eldest brother died in '96. I was a baby, oh. and then my brother that was older than me passed in 2003 then i was 15 so that one i mm, it stayed felt. with me mm. and then my bigger sister about four years ago so yeah i was oh. i was a person that's a lot and then i've buried about three best friends no. young people that mm. are my age i think that's also why i insist on living day to day because i've buried people with plans yeah you know, with five-year plans and, yeah. and sometimes they wait for things to get good before they start their planning and i i don't i don't right now yeah. right now is all i have right now with you and that's a lot of pain mm. for for one person i mean i'm feeling it um and how much of that do you draw on when you actually get into your roles do you use a lot of that absolutely mm. absolutely i think uh, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse to 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 feel these things in life you know and and not to feel means you're dead so it's an honor to mm. feel and then i do borrow it to some of my characters maybe if their storylines are it's just starting out and you need to borrow pain from somewhere and you haven't really connected on mm. a pain level with your character. Um, but I, I also try to honor my people in most of my performances. Mm. I've played my sister. I've played my brother. I've played two of my best friends. So I'm always playing them. Yeah. Just as a, I see you. I have yeah. never forgotten about you. Yeah. But I try to encourage my age mates to, because we get told so much. You've got t- so much time in front of you. Said who? Said who? Yeah. You really, you might not. Yeah. You might have a long life, but you might not. So why don't we just treat it as if we don't? Just live your best life, man. Take it. Take it right now. Mm. Take it right now. And if it doesn't happen today, do it again tomorrow and the yeah. next day and the next day. Your, your third thing that you consider your biggest challenge or failure, what would that be? And the lessons learned from that? Um, <clears throat> the, the non-success of my relationship the one that everybody thought we were married the father of my kids we were together for 10 years and planned a beautiful big future and this was it for me and i you know i was happy with his flaws and his good stuff this is the guy i'm gonna suffer Mm. for and i think because you put that on you initially Mm. When you see that it's really not working out, you hold on to that. And there's so much advice that we hear, which uh, a man can change. Uh, but sometimes you have to be there for him to change for mm. you. Ten years in, I was just like, this I'm going to fail at. 
I'm going to fail at this and, and I think it's, it's best I fail at this because either my kids will have unhappy parents that mm-hmm. are together mm-hmm. or happy parents separate. Mm. And I chose happy parents because you can't, you can't teach happiness. You show it. Mm. So I needed my kids to see yes. me. genuinely happy so that they know what that looks like absolutely I absolutely love that and this one is going to be very good for you so we have to play this voice note before we say goodbye to Jojo come Arbold you need to hear this one okay hello Jojo I just want to say that I admire you where's she going what's happened (laughs) okay Good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to your team and to 702 listeners. Uh, Jojo, I'm Casey. It goes hand in hand. You're my crush. Where should I bring the, the bouquet of these uh, red roses? Oh, You're such a beautiful energy. You're such a beautiful soul. Thank you so much for being yourself. Um, tell me, I've got one question for you. Um, what do you like more, theater or uh, being on screen? All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right, Casey. And I'm going to say she's my girl crush also. But oh. you have to answer him very quickly because then Arvel's going to be very cross with us. Theater, today. theater, theater, theater. Theater right. straight. Okay. And, and yellow roses. Never uh, red. Yellow, yes, please. Never, never red. red. I also hate red roses. Thank Wonderful. You. Final thoughts. Very quickly. Ten seconds if you had to give that advice, being the motivational speaker that you are. Oh, wow. Never um, mind the acting. You're created for greatness, man, whether you know it or not. Uh, one day when you are in that place, you will look back and you will tell those that are looking at you with disbelief in their eyes that they are made for greatness. Um, so don't, 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 don't put all your energy on it. Take it day by day and, and trust that the universe or God or whatever it is that you give power to has got a plan for you. Everybody's got a plan. Mm. Uh, so try and be a bit thoughtful about the choices that you make because those are long lasting. Okay, well, Joanne Jojo Renica, my new girl crush, <laughs> I'm honored to have been here today to speak to you. Thank you so much, and all the best for you, and you are destined for even more greatness. Oh, I receive. I can see it. Thank you so much. It. Thank you for being amazing.